We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I'm your host. And our goal every week is to help you in your quest to be the best in sales, business, and life. And every week, we're going to continue to bring you fantastic ideas, techniques, tools, and tips, as well as tremendous guests that can help you be the best you can possibly be. And I'm really excited about today's show because, you know, every quarter, so I really want to let you hear from a top executive of a major corporation so you can hear from their perspective what it takes to be successful in sales how do you actually get to top level people what do you need to say what shouldn't you say and i have an awesome guest today his name is jerry dittmer he's the president of the han company and he's also executive vice president of H&I Corporation. Let me just give you a quick background on Jerry. Jerry was named president of the Han Company in March 2008. And he, as we mentioned, he also serves as executive vice president of H&I Corporation, the second largest office furniture manufacturer in North America. And most recently, Jerry served as vice president and chief financial officer at H&I. So he's been in the C-suite for an extensive period of time. Since joining in 1991, he has held several senior level financial and operational positions with a number of H&I companies. Jerry has also held management positions with PricewaterhouseCoopers, Crown Zellerbach, Perlman and Roke, I hope I got that right, and Arthur Anderson Incorporation. Jerry's a certified public accountant and certified management accountant. He holds a bachelor's degree in industrial administration and accounting from the Iowa State University and completed executive program at the University of Michigan. Jerry, thank you very much for being with us and welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Ty. All right. You know, I, I've been working with your company for several years now, and I have really been impressed with the quality of sales professionals that you have me working with training and developing. So clearly you guys understand what sales is about. And w- I want to have you on the show today because a lot of time when I'm working with sales professionals, they think that 
executives are the untouchables, that they are unapproachable. And I found that to be the exact opposite. I mean, from the first time I met you, uh, like with most, most executives, you're extremely personable. But at the same time, you understand uh, what has to happen in business in order for your company to continue to be profitable and continue to expand. So if you could just give us a little insight from your perspective about the Han Company. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ty, and I appreciate you having me on the show. You know, Ty, you mentioned that H&I Corporation is the second largest office furniture company actually in the world, not just in North America. Wow. And and the Han Company is uh, the largest operating company within that group, and we are the trusted leader in the mid-market, and that is synonymous with quality, reliability, and value. Uh, Han derives its market power tie from unsurpassed brand recognition, unrivaled availability, a comprehensive product portfolio, an unparalleled distribution network, and buying and selling model expertise. Um, Han is the, the brand that resellers are compelled to sell and customers aspire to buy. All right. I believe that because I, I hear the name out there and you do have an exceptional rec- uh, reputation. And I'm, I'm pleased to have you as a customer. And you know what I want to do is I want to jump right in it because believe it or not, I tell people, Jerry, this is the fastest hour of the week. It goes by pretty quickly. So you've been in the executive arena for an, an extended period of time and you've been very successful. Tell me from your perspective, what is the role of a president? an executive? What, what, what are you uh, commissioned to do for an organization? No, I appreciate that, Ty. And, you know, it's a, it's a key role. I also tell people it's a heck of a good job if you can get it, and I'll tell you why. My job is all about strategic leadership, brand stewardship, and to be the focus and energy of the Han Company. You know, my role as a president is to seek out and develop and retain the best leadership team in the industry. And it's also all about accountability. So when you think about it, I need to set the vision. I need to make sure we've got a growth strategy. And then need to make sure that we have all the proper resources in place to be successful. And the number one resource that you need to have to be successful is the right people all the way throughout the organization. Well, I think you do an excellent job with that because, as I mentioned, I get a chance to train them, and I'm just amazed at the talent you you guys continue to 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 put in front of me. And you know, obviously, I'm working with your sales force, so I'm just curious, and I want I want it them to hear from your perspective because the reason I like to have executives like yourself because I already know, but. If they hear from enough executives, I believe salespeople will start to believe that, guess what, Uh, presidents of companies and other executives are approachable, but there are certain things that you have to do in order to get someone in your position to even want to give them an audience, whether it's in person or on the telephone. So how does a sales professional make a great first impression? with someone in your position or you. You're exactly right, Ty. You know, the thing there is, as you know, you only get one chance to make that first impression. And it's very, very important. You know, so you need to have, you need to make sure you've got some polish, some persuasiveness and very knowledgeable, and it needs to come out. And, uh, you know, relationships are important, but you know, a salesperson a lot of times does not have a relationship with the person they're trying to sell it to. And so that's something that they build on. So I think it's really, really important that, uh, you know, you have, like, like I said, that pers- uh, being able to be persuasive and knowledgeable. And you also, you know, you have to be able to, to challenge 
the customer and challenge the status quo. And sometimes a, per, a salesperson especially says, wow, I, I'm not sure I should be challenging someone. But done the right way, that's what you need to do. You need to challenge the status quo and make sure that they understand what's important and what's that product you're trying to sell and why it's important to them. You need Excellent. to basically tell them to go out and think differently. Wow, that's excellent. You know, and a lot of times, uh, you know, I have several companies also, and sometimes we're so busy running our companies, we may not even realize there's a better way. And, and one of the things I tell sales professionals, there are two primary reasons people don't do business with them or buy their services. And one is they may not even realize there's a problem. And if there is a problem, they may not be sufficiently disturbed about it. So sometimes I think it's our job to make that that executive aware of a potential problem in that company and to get them sufficiently disturbed about it. And I, that sounds like what you're talking about when you're saying challenge them. Is that, is that accurate and being persuasive? Yep, you're exactly correct. Okay, excellent, excellent. Do me a favor. Share an example, if you can think of one or, or, or a couple even, of what a salesperson may have done in the past or a business owner. Let's say a business owner is pursuing a business with Han or H&I Corporation. What did they do to get your attention that was memorable? Yeah, you know, I think I'll give you an example. And, and this will be even not even so much in business, but what people maybe everybody runs into day to day. And I'll give you an example of kind of one that's what to do and one maybe that's a, what I call a not example of what not to do. And the, the perfect example is is uh, you can go into a, a store and uh, one of the big chains and uh, say you're going to buy that big screen TV and everybody's got them for sale. But you go in and if that salesperson listens to you and you talk through with them and say, you know, this is what I'm looking for. And they say, hey, let me stop you for a minute. What is it you use this TV for? Are you going to be watching movies? Are you, all, are you worried about what the sound system, et cetera? And you go through and they say, great, you know what? Why don't you go shop for 10 minutes and come back, and I'm going to give you three recommendations based on what you just told me. So now what have they done? Well, they have listened to me. They understand, you know, what is, the, what is it they're trying to solve for me? And they said, just give me a few minutes. I come back, and they sit there and say, hey, this is it. This is the price range. Uh, this is what I heard you say. You get to go back and forth with them and have that back-and-forth conversation. And next thing you know, you walk out saying, gosh, that person was very knowledgeable. They listened to me. They listened to what I wanted. They, they had a, you know, I had a situation they were trying to solve, and they did an excellent job because they listened to me. <laughs> and that's the point I've, I'm always trying to make. And if they get in front of you, you know, I, I saw some research that was done one time. You tell me if, if this is accurate from your perspective. And believe it or not, uh, we're, we're almost close to the first break. But one of the things I saw, it was a survey that was done with top executives like yourself. And they said, what does it take for us as a sales professional to get to you? And it sounds like that's what you say. First of all, you said... In outside sales, you must be very persistent. Normally, someone's not going to get to you on the first call. Would you say that's an accurate assessment? That is. It's very accurate. Okay. So they have to be very persistent. And then what I heard was, if you actually get my attention as an executive, you need to be prepared. In other words, have done some homework before you actually talk to me. Don't call me saying, uh, so what do you guys do around here? That might be a pretty short call. Wouldn't you say, Jerry? No, exactly right. <laughs> and the other one was, if you get in front of me, don't pitch me product. 
Talk to me about where I want to take my organization and what has to happen to get there. That's what are your thoughts? Make, make it personal, you know, because what I, I don't want you to come in and say, boy, you know, you need to buy this because I've sold a whole bunch of these this week. Make it personal and why it's a solution that's good for me and my company. Wow. Excellent. 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 And um, can you think of something? Well, you may have shared it with me, but can you think of a time when someone said something that was just really adverse that just turned you off and you said, okay, we're done here? Yeah. You know, I'll give you an example. And this is one I, I, I read about once. It's where uh, it was uh, the head of a uh, Rolex was uh, sitting there and uh, some people came up and all they wanted to talk to him about was selling watches and, boy, you know, are they accurate? Do they sell time and this and that? And I overheard him after they left. He said, those people missed my whole business. You know, you can go buy an inexpensive watch to tell time. I'm selling luxury. So you need to make sure you understand what it is you're really trying to sell. Are you trying to tell someone that you're selling a watch to tell time? Or no, in this case, it's like buying a a BMW or you're buying a Rolex watch. You're selling luxury. People need to understand what it is you're trying to sell, what is the solution you're trying to take care of. And sometimes people miss that. And basically what I kind of heard just now was, whereas we want to go in and sell features, uh, an executive like yourself you're looking for outcomes. You know, what outcome is it going to help me get that's important to me? And in the case of the watch, it's going to be luxury, prestige, I'm successful, versus, hey, it it lights up at night. That's not going to mean anything to you if what you're looking for is the outcome, which in this case would be, I guess, uh, luxury. Yeah, you're correct. Okay, very good, very good. Well, believe it or not, it's time for us to take our first break and you're listening to forget patience let's sell something i'm your host ty Maynard, and my guest today is jerry dittmer he is president of the han company and you're listening to us on the voice america business channel stay tuned America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you and your business well prepared? For what, you may ask? Well, what about workplace violence, cyber attacks, or general business disasters? Listen for Fear is Negotiable, Business Survival Skills 101 with your host, Pamela Hill. We'll bring you case studies of the businesses that don't prepare and the consequences that can happen. We'll also bring you best practice strategies that can help you keep your business running smoothly. Tune in to Fear is Negotiable, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for The Second Stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. 
Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. My guest today is Jerry Dittmer. With, he's president of the Hahn Corporation. And we're talking about what does it take today to be successful and get to higher levels in organizations. As, as sales professionals, what I've noticed over the last 32 years is if we aren't careful, we have the tendency to take the path of least resistance. We want to talk to someone who will see us quickly or easily. Uh, that's normally someone in purchasing or procurement uh, and or maybe even facilities. And, and really contrary to that, they don't make the decisions. It's normally someone above them that makes the actual decision and then someone even higher that approves the decision. The lower level people have a tendency to just make recommendations and it goes up the chain. So we have Jerry today and Jerry is talking to us from the executive perspective on what it takes to get to someone at his level and what it takes to get them to want to endorse you and actually push you down through their organization. So, Jerry, thanks again. And earlier we were just talking about some examples of what a salesperson needs to do to get and keep your attention. We also talked about uh, what they could do that could have an adverse effect to you wanting to do business with them. And I want to just ask you, what are some key characteristics you feel are really necessary for a sales professional today or uh, a business owner to be successful in today's business environment? Yeah, Ty, you know, there's, there's four of them that come to mind, and I'll, I'll delve into all of them if you don't mind here for a few Please. minutes and, and ramble. So you need to obviously you need to have a clear strategic vision, uh, ability to drive organizational clarity, and then accountability and execution skills. And what I like to do is step back and say, you know, what customers want? What does a customer really want? A customer wants the same thing you want when you're a customer. You want more, better, and faster for less. You want solutions. You want it to be treated well, and you want it to be easy to make a successful buy or purchase. Um, you, know, you must be able to take care of your customer because if you don't take care of that customer, someone else will. It's simple, but, you know, but the brutal reality, either you deliver or die as a business. So the, you know, you're expected to deliver, and you must continuously improve on what you're doing and, what, and where you've been and where you're going. That's all very, very important because everything starts and ends with providing what customers want better than they expected, better than we did yesterday, better than anyone else. You know, and it's very, very important you know, that they understand that it's, they're out there trying to make that customer happy. 
you know, I think it was Lou Holtz who said a, a long time ago, he said, if what you did yesterday looks big, you obviously hadn't done anything today. And and that's what it sounds like you're kind of saying, you know, you can't just go with the status quo that the customer was happy yesterday. And I noticed that you're out in the field and you are calling on customers. Why is it someone at your level would be out entertaining and meeting with customers? Yeah, well, so I think it's it's very important, whether it's myself or anyone in the organization, we are here, I mean, obviously we're here, number one, to take care of our shareholders, but our right. shareholders aren't going to be very happy if we don't have customers which drive our sales. And so I need to be out there understanding what it is our customers want. I love nothing more walking into a business and say, well, by gosh, we haven't had somebody with your type of a title in here in a long time. And I just smile from ear to ear just so they know that, you know. And, and you're out there because I'm working with my sales force because we need to have teamwork. We need to be flexible, detail-oriented, self-motivated. And you go out and, you, and they can see all that. The customer feels pretty good about doing business with you because there's, there's several things that that customer wants to see when you're out there. And it's also what I'm looking for in my salesperson. I want to make sure that they're prepared to be out there, that they know the objective for why they walked in and, and are talking to that customer, that they can take control of a, of a situation quickly, they can stress main points, uh, they can be very impactful and succinct with what they're trying to say because they're speaking to that audience, not just some, you know, it's not they aren't walking in using the same spiel for everybody. And they, right. can give, uh, they can provide written backup and follow-up for whatever they're doing. One of the things when you asked me earlier about an adverse effect on business relationships, that's one of the things that drives me up a wall is if somebody isn't following up, they need to you know, do things on a timely manner, and they need to be, have you know, simple answers to what they're doing, you know, avoid the jargon, and just go in there and really say, hey, this is what we're doing. When I'm out in front of a customer, I'm looking to make, because I'm normally with our sales folks. I very seldom walk in where I don't have my salespeople with me, and I like to see how they interact in front of that customer when I'm there. Uh-huh. Excellent point. Excellent point. And, you know, it's like I've seen you deliver a presentation and although you have a great sense of humor, you it's really important that you hit the numbers. Is that an accurate statement? <laughs> no. Well, you know, that's right. That's why I mentioned, you know, the shareholders. I mean, and, you know, the shareholders, it, it doesn't matter if it's a privately held company, a public company. You've got to have cash flow and be able to keep your business going. And that's why I want to make sure that my salespeople are out there making the most money we can, but also at the same time, you know, making that customer happy at the same time. Okay, and, and, and that's, that's the key. And one of the things uh, you probably heard me say when I did a, a keynote speech is I say I'm not as concerned about you trying to create friendships. I'm, my concern is that they respect you as a business person who happens to sell. You're a business person first, uh, not a salesperson. Because business people, the goal of any business is to make a reasonable profit. And those of you who are listening, I mean, you heard it first from Jerry. If you want to call on a large organization, one of the things you have to be thinking about is how can I help them be more profitable? How can I help them be more efficient? You know, what, what's in it for them? Uh, the goal is to first make a difference. And then if you make a difference for that organization, then the dollars will follow. Now, and I have one other question for you, Jerry. Um, well, I have several, really. But, you know, one of the things I tell them is, and if I'm wrong, tell me, but I'll tell them if they start at the bottom of an organization, the primary focus of someone in purchasing is to save the company money. 
And in some cases, they'll focus on saving the company money before they focus on the actual long-term benefits that this person's product can do for the company. I tell them that someone at your level is more concerned on, on, on the long-term return on investment than just the li- initial price. Is that accurate or am I off? What are no, your thoughts? You're, yeah, Ty, you're 100% on because, you know, uh, we do it when we go out and sell furniture. You know, it's that day two sale is almost more important than that day one sale. And you do want to go out and uh, that initial price, you know, that's important. But what's really important is that we're going to have business in the long term, that you can help me save money, that you can help me make my, my uh, workers more productive. Those are all the key things. And you never want to lose sight of that, that ultimate goal out there and just get that one sale and I'm done and I'm gone. And so I think what you asked me is exactly correct. Okay, so we don't want to do the one and done. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and that's, that's one of the things I pointed out because that was a time I was pursuing a company uh, when I was in furniture. It was back, it seemed like 200 years ago. Uh, <laughs> And I was, the guy called me and said they wanted 1,500 chairs. So I first went and met with purchasing, and he said to me, uh, I said, well, listen, uh, let's talk about the chair. He said, no, give me a price first. I said, well, if it costs a dollar and it doesn't do what you need it to do, would it be worth a dollar? I said, let's first identify what you're looking to accomplish now and long term, and then I can give you the best solution. He said, no, no, give me a price. And... I said, well, it's going to be between $250 and $500. And he immediately started doing the Fred Sanford routine, grabbed his chest like he was going to pass out. And he told me I need to say no to drugs. Uh, They would never spend that much for a chair. So I said, well, what was your price range? And he said, uh, $85. And I said, sir, you called my company. I can get you an arm and a caster for that amount. So what happened was he said, well, I'm not going to do business with you. But then I went up to the president of the company, someone in your position, and I showed him how a better chair, could, based on research, could help his people sit an extra six minutes per day. And when we did the math, six minutes times 15 minutes per day times six days per week, it turned out to be 45,000 extra hours of production they could get. And to that president, that was worth $385 per chair versus the purchasing guy was only willing to invest $85. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think you're exactly right. You know, and because uh, the key is, you know, they could sit there and say, oh, I don't believe all your numbers, but the numbers aren't important there. What's important there is that, is that you were out there selling a solution and said, hey, the productivity of your worker, how much is that worth? It is worth an unbelievable amount of money it's to the company, and I think you're exactly right. And that executive understood that, you know, a few hundred dollars more for somebody that's going to sit in a chair for several years and be that much more productive, you lose it in the rounding. Right. Excellent. And another thing I, I talk about, Jerry, is the fact that to someone at a lower level, a small percentage may not mean a whole lot to them. But to someone in your position, a small percentage could mean a whole lot. If someone was to come to you and they had a conclusive way, they could improve the production of your entire organization by, by 2%. What would you say? I'd take it. Okay, thank you. you heard, listen, you're hearing this from an executive. A lot of times we think 2% is nothing, but when you multiply 2% out times the masses, that's a big number. 
That's a big number. So I just want you to understand what Jerry's telling you and what we're talking about. Don't be afraid to call someone in his level, at his level. Jerry is uh, extremely busy, but I can't think of any professional, any top executive is not always interested in something that can help them be better, do better, grow more, also provide better returns to the shareholders. Now, it's time for us to take another break. Did I tell you, Jerry, this was the fastest hour of the week? You did, and so far you've been correct. Okay, so it's time for us to take another short break. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something on the Voice America Business Channel. And my guest today is Jerry Dittmer. With, he's president of the Han Corporation and executive vice president of HNI Corporation. We'll talk to you again on the other side of the break. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network business owners do you run your business or does your business run you put yourself on the road to success by tuning in to success unchained with hosts anthony and julie mcgloin at last discover how to overcome your biggest challenges take control of your business and achieve the results you've always dreamed of find out how with our resident master business coach and world-class guest experts transform the nine key areas of your business and unchain your true potential tune in mondays at 1 p.m pacific time 4 p.m eastern on voice america business the way we do banking today continues to evolve No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional banker's hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R-Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Forget Patience. Let's sell something. I am your host, Ty Mayner. And my guest today is Jerry Dittmer. He's president of the Han Corporation. And Jerry, we were talking about the importance of getting to higher levels in organizations and not just being comfortable calling on the status quo. So one of the things I I teach in in the workshop that I conduct with your corporation is how to use uh, the different communication vehicles to reach an executive like yourself. So what I'd like to hear from you, I'd like my audience to hear from you are, can you give any um, 
examples of what a sales professional or business owner needs to do or say to get your attention uh, via telephone, email, letters? Is one more effective than the other? Just just talk to us for for a few moments on that. I'd love to, Ty. This is probably one of the more difficult things that we'll talk about today. You know, email and telephone are. I won't say they're not as effective as they used to be, but they've really changed. Uh, you know, due to all the proliferation of content, uh, decision makers have a lot more things available to them today, whether it's the Internet, it's, uh, you know, Twitter, it's Facebook, etc. And the phone, email, and written solicitation have just taken on a little bit different roles. So mm-hmm. I think the most important thing, to, you know, in fact, as you know, a lot of people don't even have you know, office phones and things like that today. So what's really changed here is you need to make sure you can make that message personal. Uh, what gets my attention is, number one, if you can somehow or another get across what your reputation is. Are you a known and proven performer? Um, and I need to be able to go search you out. Because one of the first things I do today when I do get a, a telephone call or, or uh, get some type of an email from somebody, I'll go look to see if I can look you up on the Internet. Uh, I may go look at your LinkedIn profile to see what you look like and what you know and, and who your connections are. Because uh, those are all very, very important. Because that tells me a lot about you. And then I also like it if I can also see how I can speak uh, to their trust and integrity. I can say, oh, gosh, they work for a really good company or they got a good brand or whatever. You know, so the, the bottom line is I a lot of times have to do some quick research, but if I can see that you've gotten something in one of these other uh, more modern means of communication, that's really, really important. And the other thing is, is if you do leave a message on a phone, probably one of the most important things you can do is make it genuine. Don't overproduce or overthink or, you know, try to overposition what you're doing. Make it short and genuine. Um, I am more likely to call you back also if you can say, hey, I got your name from Ty Maynard. Uh, Mm -hmm. Or if there's some type of a personal way you can connect me back. I mean, because cold calling today is very, very difficult. But if there's some way I know how you got that, how you got my name or, hey, it was at a seminar you were at or whatever it is, in some way I can make that connection, that's very, very important. Wow. That, that's, that's a mouthful, Jerry. That's good stuff. And you have me taking notes. Uh, that's excellent. Now, what about the letter today? How, I mean, you're traveling a lot just as I am. How impactful is a letter? You know, I've seen people try to use a FedEx package because that seems urgent to try to get someone's attention in your, in your position. Tell me about that. I'll just be honest with you. Is the first thing I do if my admin or I open up a, uh, a, like a, some type of an overnight letter and find out it's something like that, I'll think, boy, do they just waste 10 bucks? <laughs> you know, because that's not personal to me. You know, now, because when I figured that something went overnight, it had to be really, really important. And I know in their mind, I'm sure it was, or it was a sales technique, but that's not real personal to me. And right. uh, so I, I don't find that as successful. And, you know, I've got nothing against, you know, letters, but uh, I will tell you that of all the ways that we communicate today, that's probably the one that's become the least important to me. Okay, that's good stuff. And, you know, along with what you were just sharing about, um, you do your quick research to, and you, you're looking to see if they are a known and a proven performer. And, and this is something that I, I say executives, basically there are four questions an executive may ask themselves. And I think you are kind of looking for that when you do that, doing your research. Uh, the four questions is, first of all, can I trust them? And you kind of said that if they can identify 
how they, why they are contacting you, if it was it a referral from someone you know and trust or was it an event that you both attended. Um, but somehow you need to feel that, you know what, I'm willing to let them into my space. So can I trust them? Uh, do they know what they're talking about? Do they have expert status in some capacity? Uh, or are they just novices? Uh, and the other one is, do you care about me as a person? And I think you got it that when you talked about, hey, if they send you a FedEx package, there's nothing, nothing personal about that. Uh, it, was a, it was a pretty cool gimmick that they lost money on. And the last one uh, is, are you committed? And, I, and tell, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I think someone in your position, top executives, you're looking for other people who appear to be committed to whatever it is they're doing, committed to their company, committed to your success. So what are your thoughts about those four questions? Yeah, I think those are excellent questions. I mean, the trust one, the whole integrity, that is, you know, without a doubt, you know, one of the, the most important things. And uh and like I said, like the referral uh, or someone I know, I mean, if there's somebody I know and trust and uh, they've referred me, even if I'm not the right person, I actually call them back or will, you know, correspond back to them via email or whatever. And uh, I had one recently where someone had sent me and I wasn't the person in our corporation who they were looking for, but because mm-hmm. of who referred me, I went ahead and sent them to our CIO because said, hey, I don't know this person, but I know the person that referred me to him. And, hey, you know, at least give him the courtesy to, you know, give him, give him a shout back. Um, the caring about me, very, very important because, again, that gets down to that making it personal, making it what you can do to me, for me, for my company, et cetera. That's all very important. And that shows that commitment. So I, I think you're exactly right, uh, Ty, with the items you, you uh, outlined there. Very good. Very good. And, you know, we, we, talk about it. You travel a lot. I, I know when I'm there, it's hit and miss that I see you. I mean, because you, you are doing what you do as an executive. And I'm on, obviously, if I'm in your facility, I'm not at my office. So how important is persistence? Did they tell me about that from your perspective? It is, of all the things we've talked about today, Ty, it is probably one of the most incredibly important things there is. Um, you know, it is a very, very important trait. And, you know, you can be persistent without driving somebody up a wall. I mean, sometimes when you say no, hey, I meant no. But persistence is important. If I say, hey, you know, get back to me in three weeks, the good person will get back to me in two and a half, three weeks. Um, if I say, hey, uh, get back to me, I need this uh, additional information, get back to me. Be persistent and do what has to be done. Uh, and this is a very, very difficult thing to teach I think it is a defining trait of a leader and of a salesperson to go out and say, hey, you have to be persistent. You have to follow up. I mean, those are very important things. Um, Same thing with, like, bad news. If you need to deliver bad news to me, bad news doesn't get better a month later with time. Follow up with me. You know, and that's that whole thing of of being timely, following up, being persistent, and – you know, and listening to what I'm saying, those are all very, very important. So I think, you know, your, your bottom line question was, is persistent and all those other things important? Absolutely. Persistence is very, very important to be successful. Yeah. And, you know, I call it, I have a different name for it, Jerry. You know me, man. Uh, I call it courteous determination. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, and what I found is courteous determination. Really, it really rarely alienates anybody. And, you know, and it also, if you're given a vested reason why you want to talk to them, I had an executive 
uh, that told me in, in Phoenix, he said this guy, uh, this lady called him uh, and she did radio advertising. And his company is probably 80 plus years old. And the first time he heard it, he, hung, he deleted. We, we don't do radio. We've never done radio advertising. Doesn't even make sense to us. Uh, then she called again, left a voicemail. He deleted that one. Uh, he said, no, we just don't do radio advertising. And she called a third time. And he said, no. Then he said, radio advertising. Hmm. You know what? Let me just hear what she has to say. But she never called back a fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> That's persistence, that fourth call. Exactly. If she had just called back the fourth time, he was now prepared to listen. And in and, and audience, what I'm, what I'm trying to say to you is researchers identified that in order to get brand recognition and advertising, someone needs to hear the same message four times in many cases before it sinks in. So if you're only calling once, twice, three, four times, sometimes you're quitting too soon. Unless they tell you, don't call me back, or if you call me back, I'm changing the name of my company, all of our phone numbers, and my name. At that point, you don't call back. Yeah, thank you very much, Jerry. And another question for you I have before we go to break is many sales professionals are fearful of approaching someone in your position. I mean, it's like I have never, by the way, you're, you're a nice-looking guy, Jerry. Uh, you can go look at his photograph and see he has a smile and everything. I have yet to see an executive that looked anything like Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers from Halloween or Jason from uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, this thing about fear of calling someone in your position, what are your thoughts around that? I think uh, you'd be a, a fool to be fearful of that, Ty. Um, I think, you know, a good salesperson should not be afraid of, of you know, the, the title, the position. Uh, sometimes it gets lonelier, though, you know, not that I'm sitting around looking for things to do, but you know what? If everything else we talked about, if you truly have a product or a solution that's going to help me help my company, um, you could be missing the boat by not being persistent and following up with me. You know, whether you're following up with me or whether it's my admin or someone else in the company, I think it's very, very important and I would never tell someone to be afraid of a title. If nothing else, you could almost think that that's all the more reason. If I get that person, they're the ones that maybe control the budget or, or what's going to be done. So I, I would not be afraid at all. Okay, yeah, because I, I had a young lady in the Tampa area that I trained, and I said go to the top. And there's a, a company here that has probably like 30 automobile dealerships throughout the southeast she called the owner of the company he answered his own phone and she asked for an appointment and he said sure and when she got there she said i was really surprised how easy it was to get to see you and he said to her he said just what you just said he said if there was a chance that you could give me some new insight or ideas that could help me grow my company he said i'd be a fool not to speak with you so everyone is listening. Again, you're hearing it from uh, the president of one of the top companies in North America. Don't be afraid. You need to do your homework be before you approach someone like Jerry at his level. But do your homework and make the call. Take the shot. So it's time for us to take our last break. And when we come back to you, we're going to continue to talk to you about some of the, the tips and techniques that's going to help you be successful in reaching top 
Level Contacts Top Executives. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I'm Ty Maynard, and my guest is Jerry Dittmer, president of the Han Company, the Han Corporation, and we'll talk to you on the other side of the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Game-changing technologies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up the status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take a coffee break with Game Changers on Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time for our special series on today's top big data innovators. Learn about emerging big trends and technologies and how you can grow your business and profit. Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Does money drive you or does it serve you? When you listen to Money in Your Life, you'll discover the answer to that question. Tune in as hosts Brian Farr and Ann Hutchins bring you thought-provoking discussions designed to help you understand and assess exactly how money operates in your life. Take control of your personal finances. Money in Your Life is broadcast live every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make your money work for you. Are you a decision maker in your organization, a mid-level manager, or a team member? Stepping Stones to Everyday Success with host Kimberly Stewart is a program designed to provide you with tidbits and tools you need to achieve results no matter where you are in your organizational structure. Interaction is key, and you'll have opportunities to share your ideas, comments, and questions. Listen to Stepping Stones to Everyday Success, live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at tymaynergroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. I am your host, Ty Maynard. My guest today is Jerry Dittmer. He's president of the Han Corporation, and he's given us tremendous insight on what it takes to be successful consistently. And that premise is based on contacting presidents, top executives like Jerry. He's given us basically a roadmap on what we need to do, what we need to say, how do we we need to act accordingly in order to get someone like Jerry to return your calls, want to do business, or even uh, promote you down through his organization. So, Jerry, we're going to continue to, uh, in this last segment, we have about five or six more minutes left. I want to talk a bit more about the customer loyalty because I think, and you tell me if I'm wrong, 
the shortest sales cycle is getting business from someone you've already done business with. So let's talk about, and, and the best way to do that is by creating customer loyalty. Can you add any more uh, additional uh, tips on that? You talked a little bit about it at the beginning of the segment. I want to circle back. Yeah, and I think that's, you're exactly right. I think getting uh, that repeat business or people who have done work with before are very important. In our case, probably the most important thing is having a, an excellent brand. So we have this brand, H-O-N, called Han, that is just excellent. It, you know, our culture comes out. You can tell when you deal with us. Uh, you call into our customer service. You actually talk to someone. You talk to our members. Um, and I just think that that whole customer loyalty, uh, it starts with the brand and then with the people. And it's just, it's just an excellent way to, to conduct business. Excellent. You know, because one of the things I've shared with uh, my audience in the past is a lot of times people think that uh, if they just deliver a great product, you get an A in your customer's minds and in their mind. And what I share with if you deliver an excellent product, you get a C. You did. You met their expectation, and you do not get an A for doing your job. It's how you make that customer feel. It's how it's the little extra things you can do that make that experience more pleasant. Those are the things that will get you to the A or the B. But if you are just doing your job, you get a C and you met the expectations. And if you're just getting a C, that opens the door for them to entertain competitors. What are your thoughts on that? No, I think that's exactly right. And, you know, I think what you want to do is make sure that you can get that jump on your competitors and everything we've been talking about today, that's the exact way you need to do that. Excellent, excellent. Now, I know uh, one of the things I always talk about and, you know, I, I, what I've noticed in working with Han is everyone is well-read. And I always say, listen, you should be reading at least one book per month relative to your profession. That's the only way you keep your skills home. That's the only way you stay sharp and ahead of everybody else. So what I'd like for you to do, if you can think of some books that you would recommend to our audience who are sales professionals, business owners, or even executives. We do have other executives of large companies listening to the show. All right, Ty, I'm going to give you the four that are on my desk right now. One of them is called Strategies for Building Your Company's Most Valuable Asset. It's called Reputation Rules. And it's uh, by uh, Daniel Deermeyer, who's a who was one of my instructors at uh, Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern when I, when I took the CEO Perspectives class there. Excellent, excellent book. A second one, and this is one all salespeople should read because it's a, talking about conquering complexity in your business is the title, and it's by Michael George and, and Stephen Wilson. Because one of the sometimes salespeople try to make things overly complex, but probably the best two, one of them is called The Challenger Sale, and it's, you know, yes. taking control of the customer conversation. You might even be familiar with that one. Oh, yes, I am. And, uh-huh. you know, and, it's, you know, and it's with the, uh, the corporate executive board has done a lot of work with that. And it divides up your sellers into the challengers, the lone wolves, the hard workers, the problem solvers, the relationship builder, kind of into those five groups. And it is a great book to read and really takes you through all that. And I tell you, it is just excellent, for, especially for anybody in sales management that wants to really see how to advance sales and uh, in the future and kind of uh, how to set up your sales organization. Then the last one is one that we've been doing a lot of work with recently called Conversations that Win the Complex Sale. 
And it's you know, Eric Peterson's one of the authors of that, and it's all about doing power messaging. You know, because you've got your competition, and you've got your own company, and you've got the pro- the prospect, and there's a sweet spot in there that people spend a lot of time on. And I think that would be another excellent book for people to read: Conversations That Win the Complex Sale. Wow, excellent, excellent. And those of you who are listening, I just want to let you know that if you are in the market for office furniture, you can't, I can't recommend a better company than the Han Company. Or if you are looking for employment and you want to be with uh, a company that I would classify as the Marines of Selling, that's another, uh, I would recommend the Han Company. So, Jerry, can you, in closing, can you give us some ways for people who may be looking for your products or may be interested in working for your company, how they can contact uh, the Han Company? Absolutely. We have resellers and dealers all over the country and all over the world. I would tell them to go to HanHonCompany.com is a great place if they're, you know, when they want to get more information about how to buy our products. On the other side of it, as far as uh, uh, H&I Corporation, just go to HNICorporation.com is a great place to go out. And we've got a place out there where people can see every open position in the company. And we're always looking for more good people. So I really appreciate you letting us take a chance to, to give that plug. And I've really enjoyed talking with you today, Ty. Oh, Jerry, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for being on the show, and I'm going to put you on the spot. I hope, you know, hopefully at some other point you may be willing to come back. Is that a possibility? Well, absolutely. I hope it, hope it, you have some listeners that get something out of this, and I'm sure they will, and I'm always favorable to doing that in the future. Very good, very good. Well, once again, audience, thank you for listening to us today. Uh, tell others about the show Our goal is to help make a difference so you can make more dollars by being more effective. But the only way to make more dollars is first to make a difference for your customers. Be customer-centered. So we're going to continue to bring you programs like this to help you in your quest to be the best. Thank you for listening. Tell others about the show. And in the meantime, in the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.